Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Yeah, that's good inbound. Try to get it to Stewart. Dumps it in. Stewart juggles. Catches. Six seconds left. Stewart with five. Draws the double. Lady to the corner. Andersloon. No! And that is it. An unforgettable finish to game four. A resilient conclusion to a remarkable season. Get it set up again, top of the circle here. Larkin with a chance, rebound! And Perez scores after Jari made the initial save on the Larkin shot. It's a power play goal. And the Rebels foul the 4-1. The next pitch coming, and that bounces away. Alvarez coming home, and he is going to score the first one of the game. Jonah Heim blasts himself. He bounces the baseball hard off the ground. Scherzer threw a slider in the dirt, and Heim couldn't keep it close enough. It traveled about 35 feet to his right, and Alvarez scores the first run of the game. Scherzer, the 1-2, and Altuve drives this one deeper to left. Going back, Carter still going back, and Altuve has left the yard. A home run for Jose. He missed the first at bat by a foot. And this one went about four rows deep in left field. Houston's got a 4-0 lead. Good morning. Welcome to Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me as well. What up? Here on a Thursday morning. It, it's been an unusually long week it is it thursday like Like, is that all it is i've thought it was friday for about a month now um (laughs) which is probably not accurate or possible but you know it is possible we're here uh live from right at sports bar and grill and live on am 590 espn omaha espn tri-cities of course you can find us on twitter youtube all of the internet where good things are found. That's where you can find <laughs> us. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling that hat you're wearing. What is that? Hey, thank you. This is the Nebraska Prospects hat. This is my fall ball team. Those are pretty sick. Yeah, I like you know, those. I was a huge fan. I, look at me. Like, I'm trying to, like, look in the mirror, and then I look the wrong way. Do you ever do that? No, oh, like, yeah, you're absolutely. trying to, like, show something I do it on, like, on selfies screen. all the yeah, time. Yeah, like, like I, I look oh, one way, that, and I'm like, wait, that's the wrong way to look. It takes me an unreasonably long time to figure right. out which direction I need but to But what I really like about the hat too is it kind of gives me like alternate corn husker that's vibes. what i thought i thought it was like a cool uh, nebraska hat. right yeah yeah and on the back you have the state dude that's a great hat. yeah so this uh, go prospects yeah yeah you got any extra of those laying around <laughs> i might have to add. <laughs> i i can probably ask somebody <laughs> that's pretty sick what, what's your head size uh, like these are it goes like small medium large xl so it'd be large Large, yeah, I'm like a seven and five eight. So you're a venti, yeah. I'm a <laughs> that's the only one that doesn't mean large. Uh, welcome in. What a we've got a great show for you here today. Um, we will talk to our usual guests, of course, Brian Edwards. It's a Thursday, trying to make you some Which money. He has a ton oh of my plays gosh. again. 
I saw the I saw his list and I was like, you know what I'm excited about? The one that starts with a P. Yeah, and he, ends in Arlay. He threw a parlay in there and I was like, let's go. He's come over to the dark side. Yes, he has. I love. I've it. rubbed off on him a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully, he has more luck than I do. He'll be coming up at 8:45 at nine. We'll talk to Michael Brunts, our other Thursday regular. Love talking to Brunts. Uh, we're also going to talk at 8:30 to Dominic Cassiato, the head coach mm-hmm. of Union Omaha. They're getting ready for the playoffs. I believe they start next week. Um, Super excited for them. They had a great run to end the season, uh, to end the regular season, uh, and they're into the playoffs now. And then we'll wrap up. One seed. That's right. That's top of the table, as they call it in football. Oh, is Uh, it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we'll wrap up the show with Matt Baker of the Tampa Bay Times. We're going to talk mostly Florida State with him. The Seminoles play Duke in a top Mm -hmm. 20 matchup in the ACC. As we talked a little bit yesterday, kind of the only major test left in the regular season in terms of where they're at right now. Obviously, they still have Miami and Florida, but those are teams that are struggling. Yeah, I'd be curious what his thoughts are on the Heisman conversation we had yesterday with Jordan Travis. Mm -hmm. If he thinks there's potential, if they win out, if there's enough games, quality wins, slash that one Heisman moment within those quality wins for Jordan Travis to be able to get him to rise to the next level. Yeah, and it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Florida ends up undefeated. I think that obviously boosts his candidacy quite a bit. We can also ask Michael Bruns about that. He's a Heisman voter as well, so we can check in with Bruncey and see what he thinks. But Matt Baker's unique. He's from the Tampa Bay Times. He's also a Northwestern alum. Mm. So we can maybe uh, ask him how he's feeling about the game this weekend as well with Nebraska. <laughs> I'm sure he's not paying too much attention to it right now. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Listen, uh, people's universities are very close to their hearts, you know? Like, you're telling yes me. Yes and no. Depends on where you go. Yeah. Right? So, Northwestern, I would agree with. Northwestern grads are very proud about having gone For me at Lindenwood, like, I, if I catch the score, <laughs> I catch the score. <laughs> I don't have a lot of scores to catch in Nebraska Christian College because it doesn't exist anymore. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> kind of like my high school. Yeah. Oh, really? Your yeah. high school my shut high down? My high school's gone. Oh, dang. That's yeah, crazy. it was a small Catholic high school in St. Louis. Oh, and yeah. And, you know, that place was awesome. Everybody knew everybody. Yeah. It felt like a little family. And when I, I, I really do mean that because I don't think there were more than like 280 to 330 in the school. In the whole school? Yeah. Oh, wow. So the graduating class I was in was 80. Oh, sure. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot on the lower end of the range I just gave yeah, so like in the high 200s. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was great because you could, you could try out for any sport. Mm-hmm. You would probably make the team, whether it was varsity or JV. There were even some freshman teams. I know that's kind of shocking when you have for that little, that's that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. little of number to have a freshman team. But also, like, I was, in, I was involved in theater productions and, you know, various clubs mm-hmm. that, you know, some places you just don't have time for, sure. for one, it's, or two. It's too big. It's too big yeah. for you to even be, you know, a part of. Yeah. But there it was, you know, kind of – remember the scene in uh, Semi-Pro, ELE, Everybody Love Everybody? <laughs> like, it felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's almost the exact opposite of my high school experience. That's very similar. Well, you also went to a big high school. I did. So it's, it's, oh, it's very similar to my college experience, right, but almost the exact opposite of my high school experience. Uh, my graduating class was in, I think, the it was the mid to high 600s. So 650, How long was that ceremony? It was really long. It's like a couple hours of just reading names. But I, I swear to you, so there were two 
instances where I was, it's funny. I was just talking to at my friend's wedding. There was a bunch of our high school friends there uh, this weekend, and I was just talking to somebody about this. There was literally so there were we did a class picture in front of the school, one of those like panorama deals. And I'm looking, when we got the picture back, I'm looking at this thing. I was like, I don't know who half these people are. Like, not just I didn't <laughs> know them personally. You didn't see their face. Ever. I did not recognize them as people that went to my high school, much less mm-hmm. were in my graduate Because it probably class. felt like a giant convention every day. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, like, it's like you're going into one of those hotels mm-hmm. for a like industry convention. Yeah, you, you remember the people that sit at your table. Yeah, the and people that's that are it. like in your classes and stuff like that. And then literally at graduation, they're reading off names that I'd never even heard the name before. You're like, that dude went to Millard South for sure. I was like, I don't, that, have you been here all four years? <laughs> oh, you have. Oh, we went to middle school together as well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, we were in the same homeroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, usually if people were in a class with me at any right. point, I knew who they were. And I knew a lot of other people besides that because I did like newspaper. and I, I like How big like were classes in high school for you? About 30. About 30 oh, so people. how many teachers then? A lot. A boatload. They were did pretty good about keeping class sizes reasonable, mm-hmm. um, and like it's it's Millard, so it's like well funded and everything. But like they, it, there's a ton of teachers. That building's enormous. So in your class, well, I guess it doesn't matter because I from senior to freshman, you probably have the same amount of teachers. How about in each, just in one class, how many teachers are there? Oh, I don't even know. Like it, it's like would it be like fifty? Uh, maybe not that high, but it's a ton. Like there's, like in, I think there were four different freshman. Well, I guess English we could teachers. do the math. <laughs> yeah, like there were four different freshman English teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably a quarter of the of the teach, or there's probably three quarters of the teachers in that school. So that I never had. Would it be twenty? Wouldn't that make sense? Six hundred divided by thirty would be twenty. Uh, yeah, twenty to thirty somewhere yeah. in there, probably per grade. So you're talking about probably 120 teachers in that school. I don't know, Aaron Berenger, if you're listening, tell me how many teachers work in Miller North. <laughs> Um, Back to the Behringer name. Dude, that's my guy. We love He was that in guy. my math class. Um, no, he actually was a sub, though, when I was at school. Before, really? Like, that's how he started his career. He was a sub at Miller North, um, and I never had him. I didn't even know he was there because the school is so big. <laughs> but, no, I loved it. And then my college experience sure. was almost the exact opposite. I went to a very small mm-hmm. Christian college, kind of like your high school, uh, and then it ended up closing down. But very small. Like, that's how I ended up playing basketball in college because it's this, like, tiny school and – at 18. What do you mean, Robbie? You chopped. <laughs> I mean, listen, I can shoot. I can still shoot. That's it. Like, I, that's the only thing I bring to the table. And so I used to joke with my coach. I was like, coach, if you put me in the game, you know what you're getting. Like, you're not getting great shot selection. <laughs> you're not getting, like, ball handling. I will play defense really, really hard. I am limited because, you know, height-wise mm-hmm. here. Yeah, but you were wide. Yeah, I, well, listen, I stayed in front of people. I was actually, like, and I was semi-athletic at 18. Like, I, I get it's hard to see now. But, um, like, and I'm, I've always been a little faster than I look, so I, like, could catch people. Now, were dark. you as big of a weightlifter as you were after college, in college? Not as much, but I was, I was one of the strongest guys on the team, for sure. I've always liked lifting. And so mm-hmm. I got really into powerlifting after college. But, um, yeah, it was. I was one of the strong guys on the team. So half the time, I'd end up be, I'd end up guarding guys that are like six foot four because I could like keep them out of the post, and mm-hmm. that was it. Um, it didn't go super well for us. It's not like we were good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that's that's. I, what was sh- the best record you guys had at CC? Oh God, we never got to. Uh, we never got to five hundred. I don't think we got close. Sounds a lot like Kennedy. All right. Yeah, yeah this we is like it was we're rough. mirroring each other's experiences. Yeah, we just, just like at a different them. age yeah. level. Yeah. 
And then Linden, what's like? It's like a D two, right? It's a D now D one. Okay, they're but in it, the OVC. Okay, it was D two when I was yeah. there. Amount of students, kind of like a Notre Dame uh, of so like, like six t- to eight thousand somewhere I, there. I would maybe say a little higher. Yeah, maybe maybe close to eight to ten. We're gonna look um, it up real quick. The commuter program was actually huge at Lindenwood. Okay, because it was only thirty minutes outside the city of St. Louis. It was in a um, a nice area. Uh, of St. Charles, Missouri. So those that would work during the day come to night school, mm-hmm. Lindenwood was kind of perfect for that. So I want to say we had about 2,000 students that were commuter only. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so a, a pretty good number. Um, now, maybe that's not. Maybe Looks somebody like, else out there could probably be like, well, my college had like 5Gs. Well, oh, whatever. I, no, but for, for, for the Lindenwood, proportion yeah. of, yeah. It, it, Looks, was a, it was a solid number. Looks like about 7,000 undergrads. And I bet... 10 total with I bet 5500 of those are student athletes. See that's and that's cool. Like I like I like those schools that are super mm-hmm. athletics focused. 90% of Lindenwood was was student athlete really? based. And you know it it went everything from you know football to uh, the the shooting like the skeet trap, shooting yeah, yeah trap shooting trap team shooting. skeet shooting that's what my wife did nice well she was a trap she was like a really? state champion trap shooter yeah so i did a story when i was up in sioux city there were high school kids that were a part of a trap shooting team and i was doing a a long piece on summer olympic sports oh yeah and i think trap shooting is I think it one is. yeah um so it, it's kind of all coming together again but i for Two weeks straight, I did a new sport. It went from, like, rowing to fencing to boxing to trap shooting to everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I go to the shooting range, and I can't handle a gun. Like, I, I, I really can't. Yeah. Um, if anybody tries to break into my house, it's, it's, it's me and my trusty Velo <laughs> high school baseball bat. Uh, but that's about it. So if you come in with uh, – I'm a baseball bat home defense guy as well. Yeah. <laughs> but my wife – like, listen, if my wife's home, you're in trouble. <laughs> She's going to the case. I was say, you're in trouble. Um, yeah, if my fiance's home, I, it's still the baseball it's, bat. It's still the baseball <laughs> She can run. That's about it. Uh, so I, uh, they, they handed me their shotgun, and I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Like, I have this, like, I have confidence out the wazoo until I don't have it anymore. <laughs> sure. Um, so I stand there, and they pull, and dude, no joke, first one, I smash it. Yeah. So I, I, I about put the gun down. You're feeling good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, you feel good. It's like when you, like, walk up, take a half-court shot, drill it, and you're like, I'm yeah, done for the day. Yeah, done for the day. We are right? done here. So, like, even a blind squirrel finds enough, Absolutely. Right? So then, you know, they launch probably 20 to 30 more. Yeah. 20 more uh, clay discs. Uh, is that what they're just called? Yeah. Uh, clays? Pigeons. Aren't they just called clays? I think they're uh, – I think sometimes people call them clay pigeons, but yeah. – Oh, clay pigeons? Okay. Yeah. And they probably tossed out, like, 20 more. Didn't touch one. <laughs> Over. Like I, I would shoot the gun, and I'd be like, you, "We're using a shotgun, yeah. so you know when you shoot, like pellets go everywhere." Yeah, yeah. So you have a good shot of like, of hitting, you know, touching yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, not me. <laughs> I don't know if I was under it or over it or to the right or to the left. Yeah, I didn't touch it. So. Just over. You love to see it. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't really know what to call that segment. That was fun, though. Um, we as a, we also have a couple other things we're going to do. Throwback Thursday is what we call that. Right. We uh, also have a couple other things we're going to do today. Uh, coming up at 8 o'clock, we're going to do a, another AMA. I think we're going to do those every Tuesday and Thursday. Let's ride it. A little Herd at Sports AMA. And just so you know the, the scheduling. Andrew's going to be with me for the foreseeable future. Uh, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he's going to play one of his games. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. then Tuesday, Thursday, we'll do an AMA. Also coming up on the show today, uh, we are going to do Nebraska superlatives. We're halfway through the year. Uh, we we graded the team last week as members uh, or as bands from the 90s and 2000s. That was me and Sauter. That was insanely funny. Thank you. I appreciate that. I uh, you knew I had to bust my boys' creed out there a little bit. You know, uh, they were actually in the building in Texas last night, which I was very excited about. You're right. Couldn't power them to a win, but uh, yeah, we'll do our Nebraska superlatives, and we've got some for the players and the coaching staff as well. So we'll have a, a good time with the superlatives as well, and then. After that, man, we're just off to the races. Can I throw a PSA out there? Always. If anybody speaks fluent Spanish <laughs> and can understand it and translate it to English for me, Andrew at Herdat.com. And I, I need it for a game. And not like, hey, I took a couple years of Spanish in high school. Like, because I did that. Like, yeah, and, so and did I. I paid attention. I, and I got nothing for you here. Uh, I, we need, like, fluent Spanish speaker. Mm-hmm. Like, you can listen to Spanish television and know what they're saying without Correct. subtitles. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Not anything less than that level of Spanish. So, if we've got some Spanish speakers out there, we, can, we need a little help. Mm-hmm. Need a little and I'll help give you a shout-out on the show if you help me. Yeah, we can figure something out for them, help them out a little bit. I've been told we can give away gift cards. Like, we can oh, yeah. maybe give away a little <laughs> gift card. No, we, we just asked for – this is just a favor. You oh, have to earn that. You have to earn the gift card by winning the game, so calling in and winning the game. Speaking of winning games, uh, guess who, right? Yeah. Hard game, played it, really uh, hard. Played it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. Why does Wednesday feel two days ago? Feel like it was two days I ago. I don't know. It feels like the Illinois game was two months ago. Mm-hmm. So. so I'm out playing softball with my team last night. By the way, shared national title like Michigan and Nebraska. We uh, beat the top team in the league. <laughs> there you go. In sideways rain. Yeah. No, it was not a good night to play softball last it night. It was cold, yeah. windy, and it wasn't like pouring down rain. It was that tedious mist. Yeah, just kind of like spitting on if you. you are, yeah, exactly. If you're driving in your car, you still have to use – like the second level of your windshield wipers. Yes. So we uh, were out there playing, ended up winning. Um, the gr- great showing by, I would, I would say the name of our team, but I don't know if that would be. <laughs> if you can say it on the air. Right. <laughs> I don't know if people would get like the break in, in the word. Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Um, Let's just a couple of people came up there. to me about uh, uh, the Guess Who game and uh, told me how difficult it was. And I said, guys, like that game is meant to be hard. Yeah, and and the reason for that game, it, it's so I think the understanding for those listening was this is twenty questions, mm-hmm. but it's not twenty questions. No, it's, it's ask as many questions in a minute as you can in a minute. Yeah. So as, as you said yesterday, well, we'll try to clean it up maybe a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like I kind of want to ride out the difficulty level and see sure. see who can be the first to crack the code to crack the code. Because iron sharpens iron. It is a very difficult game, and I like that it's difficult. Here's where I was. So we, we talked about this for an extended period of time after the show yesterday. We are. <laughs> Why do we spend so we much are time on things? That very no one will invested ever know. in our games. Um, and I was like, hey, I want to make it like 10% easier. But the problem is when you start eliminating categories or you start like filtering things out a little bit, it makes it way easier, mm-hmm. right? Because we did an exercise off the air. We're like, okay, what if we just do athletes? And you got that way easier. Um, or what if we just did, you know, pop culture people and that it become, it becomes way too easy, too fast. So we're trying to figure out if you've got any ideas, let us know. You give us a call on the war horse hotline, 888-638-4876, or you can hit up Andrew at herdat.com or Ravi at herdatsports.com. There it is. Um, 
if you've got ideas on how to make it like 10% easier. Because I want to make it a little easier, a little more gettable. It's like I don't want to play mini golf, but I want to play from like maybe the next tee up. You mm. know what I mean? So you want to play from the reds? Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm not trying to play from the pro tees, you know? <laughs> but then you want to play from the whites. I want to play. The reds with the ladies' tees. Want, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm great playing from the ladies' tees. They're better than I am. Like, I, like, just, I, I don't want to play from the blues. Like, let's just, let's just move up a little bit. Let's just move up a tee. Not trying to play mini golf. Not play, trying to play a par three. I should move up in the tee box a little bit, which I think is reasonable. I don't know what the equivalent to that to the game is, though, so we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> Sounds good. I figured out a great analogy. <laughs> I have no idea what the I don't know. I have no idea. How we that, have zero solutions. Yes. I, that's kind of what we do here. We, mm-hmm. we ask a lot of questions. We have almost no answers. Were you shocked at all yesterday that Max Scherzer got beat up as much as he did I'm actually on? So I'm watching that game yesterday, and I was like, what world do I live in that I trust Nathan Evaldi more than Max Scherzer? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a weird place to be yep, in Max baseball. Max Scherzer is your three. <laughs> yeah. And Evaldi's your one. Right. I'm just sitting there. I was like, but Evaldi did have uh, some pretty solid seasons up in, oh, in Boston. Yeah, absolutely. No, and that's not a that's not a a, a slide on Evaldi at all. It's just it's Max Scherzer. Mm-hmm. I get. Yeah. I, I mean, this is one get, of the greatest pitchers to ever play the game. Right. Certainly of this generation. Like, it is. You know, it's it's a very strange spot to be in. I get he's getting on in years a little bit, but it's not like Evaldi's the youngest guy in the world. And, I, yeah, I, I literally was thinking that exact same thing. We didn't even talk about this beforehand. I'm sitting there last night, and it's 4-0 Astros after uh, Altuve hit, hit the home run. And I'm sitting there thinking, first of all, Altuve is a tiny person. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. When Who you, uses the biggest bat known to man. It's so funny when you see – yeah, he looks up like he's up there with a club. Uh-huh. It's so. It's the exact opposite of Adam Dunn. You remember Adam Dunn? Oh the, yeah, the tiny the red. It looked like he was swinging yeah. a pencil. <laughs> yeah, the tiny bat. <laughs> They're probably the exact same size bat. They're just that uh, much different size right. in people. Um, but yeah, Altuve looks like he's swinging an oar. Yeah, he really does. But I'm sitting there after Altuve hits that home run, and and I'm like, man, Scherzer's getting touched up a little bit. And I was like, God, if only they had Nathan Evaldi today. And I was like. What a sentence to think. <laughs> like, in, in the year of our Lord, 2023, I'd rather have Nathan Evaldi than Max Scherzer. That's a wild. From your lips to God. I mean, it's, and, it's, and it's not a hot take even. That's the funniest part. It's not even like, that's not setting the world on fire. I think mm-hmm. everybody's like, yeah, Evaldi, much better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Scherzer dominated for like a right. decade. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, watching Evaldi pitch, and I haven't watched him pitch much this year. Seeing how locked in he stays, he's so intense. No matter, yeah, the scenario behind him. Yep, bases loaded. I think it was the bottom of the fourth inning. Nobody out. It was bottom fifth. I remember bottom of the fifth yes. inning. And Nobody he out. Escapes. Strikeout. Strikeout. Ground out. I think it was just like, uh huh. Boom. He we're done here. Escapes with no run scoring. Yeah, he's his focus is incredible, and he didn't ever show no. a lick. Of being tense. You could have he looked the exact same in the bottom of the first, first pitch of the game as he did in that moment, which basically decided the game. Like and that we, moment right there decided mm-hmm. the game. Oh yeah. That was the highest leverage situation of the game. When he comes off the field, like after that ground ball, mm-hmm. Bregman rolls over yep. to uh Josh Young. Yep. You see Evaldi give a little bit of emotion. Yep. And then just go Yeah, back stone face. Yeah, blank face. Yep. Mm-hmm. He gives like a little like, and then he's done. It's incredible. Like his ability to lock in, it reminds me of like for love of the game. Like he's just clearing the mechanism mm-hmm. every time. And it is, 
it's incredible, and I, I appreciate that so much about him. Obviously, he was with that 18 Red Sox team um, that won the title and loved the dude, like loved Evaldi, was thrilled they re-signed him. But I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that is because he had a lot of arm injuries before he went to Boston, and people are like, I don't know how this career is going to go. And the fact that he's kind of turned into this, like, ultimate postseason pitcher, I, l- I love that for him. So so who was the uh, who's the game two starter or game one starter? For who? For the Rangers. That was Evaldi. It was, yeah. yeah, so then who was game two? Uh, I'd have to look. I don't remember off okay. the top of my head. I just wanted to know if they were going in order of their depth chart. Uh, we'll we'll check on the break. Uh, coming up next, I think we're going to do our Herd at Sports AMA. Let's do it. Get started early this morning here. That's Andrew Rogers. I'm Rob Dula. More coming up next.